Lights, camera, action. Hello and welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Keenan Bonner and Jack Harper. No Sean Shoot again. I mean, spoiler alert, here we are recording these three episodes back to back and I won't take you through all of our disgust at him pulling out with a cold again. So You could make you it as if we record this over the course of a week and he keeps pitching out because he has a cold. <laughs> Well, I mean, Alex tried calling him out earlier and he didn't have much to say, so uh, <laughs> we'll leave him at that. Um, the matchup we'll be discussing in this episode is 2001's Training Day, through after narrowly beating Mission Impossible Fallout in round one, up against 1995's Die Hard with a Vengeance, through after beating The Equalizer in round one. So Denzel looking to avenge his loss in the first round Really, Denzel has got a point to prove after being whitewashed by Gladiator last week. So we'll see what happens. If you're going to get whitewashed by a film, I think Gladiator is... Like, <laughs> it's like being done by 2010 bar, so you just kind of take your defeat and just fuck off, don't you? I mean, as if like the, the makers of Man on Fire were tuning in, like, I genuinely did feel a bit bad after that <laughs> podcast last week. Same. But anyway... I, it's mad that we actually love that film as well. It's, yeah, just, it's just how it goes. It's a cruel game. We'll start off with the prequels, sequels, or lack of. So Training Day. We spoke about this a bit in round one, but a prequel with Denzel would have been great. We, we just didn't get it. Um, a sequel with Ethan Hawke would have just been your everyday cop movie. So maybe it would have been good if we could have got back then like a Better Call Saul style, this is how Alonzo gets to where he is. Or, I mean, I don't know how you'd do it, but I loved that poster back in the day for The Phantom Menace with a young Anakin with uh, the Darth Vader shadow behind him. Yeah. Just, it wouldn't really have worked here because Denzel's shadow is just Denzel's shadow. So. <laughs> yeah. Is that not is that not the film they're making, though? I thought they were. I thought they would do um, they, pretty cool. It's one of them where uh, they keep saying it's happening, but nothing been greenlit. Been signed, sealed, delivered yet? Well, it kind of ties in with this next one then. So, sequels to Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, Die Hard Four wasn't atrocious. Uh, Says a lot that we don't recognise anything after it. Um, and the Die Hard Four director was actually expected to return to the series for McLean. It was going to be John McClane's origin story about See, the NYPD officer. I would, I would like that. I would like that. Well, it was, it was set to be made. Um, it was going to show how he becomes the hero we know and love. Um, Bruce Willis was going to return for the prequel and it was going to be the action was going to flick back and forth, almost like him telling the story and they mm. would do whoever they were going to get as the 70s incarnation of a young McClane. But when Disney got the rights... They, there was about 300 films and they cut about 270 of them. Uh, so they hold the rights, but as for now, this has been cancelled. That's a shame. I mean, I, the sound of it, I wasn't sure of, so... I just like a, I, I like a police film, I've got to be honest. Yeah, although 
I mean, they haven't really got much to lose with Dodd now, I suppose. But as we no, say, if you're going to do it, then at least let Disney try and do it right. They've, they fucked it already, haven't they? So they might as well. Well, hopefully they've learned their lesson from Star Wars. And we'll, <laughs> we, 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 won't, we won't make this any worse. But it's, it's kind of like what we said with Trading Day there, though, isn't it? Like a training, a training Day prequel without Denzel isn't quite the same. See, if they told me they were going to release one, I would still be excited to watch it. And I would still definitely yeah, watch for sure. it. But I'm not sure I agree without Denzel. Because as much as I love the character, the two are synonymous. Like, if I think of Denzel, I actually, the first character I think of is Alonzo. Yeah, but so like I, that, I wouldn't like to see anyone else really playing McLean. Mm, I don't know. That, it doesn't have the same effect for me. If you're choosing... I get what you mean. I do get what you mean. But it doesn't have the same <clears> effect for me. If you're choosing a young McLean, who plays it? Don't know. I don't know. I would want. A, I would want a New York guy for a, for a start for a start off. Disney probably give it to Efron. They probably give it to someone like that. <laughs> Efron really doesn't do a lot wrong in my book. Legend. No, but most it's of the people that you probably would put to play him. I mean, Jack might say Jim Carrey, but no. <laughs> no, that would be a different film. Well, you don't really get. The kind of that is not that type of rough, anymore, rugged kind of actor these days that would play McLean back then. They'd no. probably try and chuck it to Tom Hardy like they do everything else. If the actor has a stubble, the character has a stubble, they're like, give that to Tom Hardy. He has a stubble. No, again, hard men in our day and age, would you say they're all a bit polished? Yeah, there's not. I don't know. You don't. You don't. You don't get the same type of action style. I mean, I suppose it's because you don't get the same type of action film. Yeah. Really. Um. The, in this, who, the, these days. Who would be the most likely? Like, who's the kind of roughest, toughest action star of our generation? Do you reckon? I don't, I don't know because I mean. I like, down a more sweet... in my head for the last two minutes is Michael Sarah, who's the opposite. <laughs> if you really want what? to show. How John McClane changed. You started with Michael Sarah, and yeah, you just bolt him up of, as the film goes through. Instead he's, of beating up cops, he stays at home, does it all on his computer, and happens. Let's just make Looper. Let's make Looper too. Give it Joseph Gordon Lovett. <laughs> Gordon Lovett, great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's no one that stands out for me. Um, no, we'll carry on. You have to like um, DM someone. Huh? Give it the kind of the Irishman effect. Yeah. You DH. Um, yeah, it didn't, that didn't work when uh, there was violence. <laughs> it was still an old man throwing the kicks. <laughs> yeah, it's true. When he's trying to, like, and it's just so slow and agonising. I do, I sort of hope, I don't think it ever will, but I sort of hope that the aging thing goes away. It worked quite well in the Mandalorian, Jack, unless they used old footage. But it was old footage without. Oh, okay. I think it was, it was. I think it was like CGI. You know when they do Princess Leia at the end of Rogue One. Um, yeah. They uh, in also in Rogue One they've got the bad guy that was in the first Star Wars movie. But yeah. I'd rather see the CGI. The CGI is pretty much perfect. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, 
Keelan, if we go to you first, I feel we may have a similar answer. What do you love most about training day? Denzel Washington. I'm so I've just uh, the character of Alonso in in general. Yeah, oh sorry, I yeah, it's it's Alonso is what is yeah. is what I love about it. Uh, what about you, Jack? Yeah, it's Alonso, <laughs> but I'm also I'm a big fan of like positive karma. So when someone does something good for someone, they get paid back for it at the end of the movie, and that's what um, Ethan Hawke is that his name? Yeah, yeah. When he stops that girl from getting raped, essentially, and has yeah. a purse in his back pocket that stops him from being killed. Big fan of that. I wouldn't. Obviously, it is Alonso, but I thought I'd just bring something else yeah. to the table. Yeah, you're puffing away like a chimney there, Keenan. I spoke too soon. <laughs> well, what do you want from me? Um, I'd like to save your health and uh, take the nicotine away, but as I feel, that's not going to happen. Just a little mute every time you're going to uh, blow your smoke away. Well, it's only one time. We're almost finished now, so we might as well just get it over and done with, haven't we? All right. Um, Jack, what do you love most about Die Hard with a Vengeance? Samuel Jackson and John McClane's link up. Link up. Because you don't see that. You see John McClane as like a lone wolf, don't you? Like a lone rager in a lot of his, in a lot of the Die Hard films. And he might have like an inside guy who might have a little bit of help, but you never see him properly team up with someone. And to see him team up with Samuel L. Jackson, I mean, match made in heaven, really. Yeah, I've got the link up, Dan, as well. It's cool to see like two juggernauts like this really link up properly. And mm. uh, it's one's not overpowering the other. There's the chemistry there and it works rather this than is just a... getting the two biggest guys. This is a genuine question. Yeah. Is Sam is Samuel because this is ninety five, right? Yeah. Is is he is he a juggernaut at this point? He's done pulp fiction. Yeah, he's he's in Jackie Brown as well, isn't he? He's in Jackie yeah, Jackie Brown. Brown's after this though. Oh yeah. He is in Jackie Brown though, you're right, he's really good in that. I don't know. I mean I'm speaking maybe in uh May, like hindsight. now when you watch it, I get I get it. But I don't know if like, I might be wrong and I I'm just thinking because I, I obviously I, I was born the end of '94, so sort of the, I was I watched this many years later. By the time I watched this and Pulp Fiction, Samuel L. Jackson was Samuel L. Jackson. Um, but he was Mace Window in my eyes. <laughs> He's done some decent level time. So Juggernaut might be a bit strong. I'm actually not like saying he wasn't. I was just no, genuinely. No. Juggernaut's yeah, probably strong, but he he's a recognisable face. Like he's still. It's not like. Bruce yeah. Willis and someone else it's still yeah it ages well because there's I find this a lot in the films that I watch where I love 90s movies like old school 90s movies and you go back and you see one of your favourite actors before they were big alongside a star and you think I'm going to fucking love this movie when you see that obscure team up because he's brought in like he's in uh, Patriot Games as like the big name there um, he's done Menace to Society True Romance, Hell Caesar, Pulp Fiction. True, so, True Romance was very much an indie film, though. But it was massive then once it was released. Yeah, I, I suppose it did become big. I mean, like, he's in Goodfellas, but he's in it for five minutes as Stax, as yeah. Stax Edwards before he gets shot. Um, yeah, like I said, I wasn't saying he, he wasn't. I think, but I think after, like, if you go in the 
four years before, four years afterwards. So you got ninety five. Then in ninety six, you've got a time to kill, the long kiss, good night. Fuck me, he had a, he had a really good ninety six. Um, ninety seven, great film. Yeah, you got ninety seven. You got Jackie Brown. Then he's in the Negotiator, really good film if you've never seen it. Then, like Jack says, ninety nine, you've got Star, you've got Star Wars. Mm. True Romance also didn't do quite as well as I thought it did. It it's made. A very, very, it's a big cult film though. I mean, budget was thirteen million. Worldwide gross thirteen million eighty eight thousand. Still a profit. Yeah. Got to put your wins where you can. Then he does Shaft into Shaft and Unbreakable in two thousand, and then I mean the two thousands. I mean, oh Jesus! Like just go for you. Just go through yeah. the films, and it's just it just gets better and better and better and better and better. The man that made everyone want a purple lightsaber. Hmm. <laughs> Um, also, a fact that I've just I learned no more than ninety seconds ago, or before our conversation, it's the highest-grossing actor of all time when cameos are excluded. He has been in a lot of films. Yeah, been, like, I mean, twenty-seven days as well. Twenty-seven billion worldwide. What for the gross of his film? I, mm. I mean, he, it's cameos. Now it depends if you whether they count his Marvel appearances as cameos because that's taken him up a significant chunk yeah, you're just true. by being in yeah, few you're minutes right, you're of right. most of them. Yeah. Um, uh, I suppose actually having a look, there's a couple I forgot there about um before ninety ninety to ninety five, like 'cause he was also he was in a like in ninety to ninety five. So maybe maybe you were right, mate, actually, 'cause like he's he was coming to America's before he, uh, he's hey, in Patriot he, he's Games. He's a star, regardless, juggernaut. Yeah, yeah. He's, I didn't realise that because I've not watched it since I was like a real young kid. How much is Jurassic Park is he in? Jack, probably your man for that. Jack, again, sorry, my dog barks. How, How much, much of Jurassic, Jurassic Park is Samuel Jurassic Park? Oh, God. I, I, I don't know. I don't even remember him being there. Yeah, maybe I'm, okay. I think it, maybe in the next bracket, so we'll, we'll see. We may get to that then. Um, one nitpick then, uh, Keenan. Nitpick the training day. Um, mine is <laughs> Alonso's. Alonso's planning. There's there's flaws in there, and there really mine's is. also with Alonso, and it's that he had to die. We deserved a sequel, man. We did. Um, Him getting out of prison and returning to the life of crime. Mm, trying to become a big shot, tracking down Hoyt. Do it. Could have yeah. gone a bit. Could have gone a bit. Cape Fear. He could have been the De Niro version. Um, he could have been the De Niro character. Sorry, trying to chase what down particularly people. Particularly about his planning, other than just being unfortunate and getting the most try-hard work experience boy ever. He does get unlucky with the the good karma that Jack talks about. How ridiculous! How unfortunate are you that the people you've paid to off him <laughs> yeah. just happens to be his cousin that you saved. But also. But also, most people you offer, what's what's he offering? Like fifty grand or something like that. Well, whatever he pays him. Yeah, is it, he also, of, is it a quarter of a million he offers him? Might be. Most people are taking <laughs> taking that and running to the bank. Yeah, like well, there's no the bank, but... thank you for saving her, but look, quarter of a mil, quarter of a mil, half. Because yeah. I'm sure he says it's half now, half later. Also, yeah, if he's paid him up front, oh, that's that's a rookie error, really. I mean, when they do, um, when they rob the old guy and they take the money and he offers him it to kind of, is cut. Yeah. So. When he says no, 
when he says no there, you know you've got a problem. You've got to deal yeah. with that then. You don't leave him. You don't leave He's that. loving it. Yeah. You, He's you the man that loves the chase. He wants to turn him. You've got to get you've got to get him gone there. You get rid of him in that house. Do you have a, a nitpick for trading day, Jack? I wasn't a fan of Ethan Hawke. I remember this, yeah. and I was hoping you weren't still going to say it. Yeah, I just, I just, just wasn't. So disrespectful. As I said <laughs> on the first pod, you can replace him with literally anyone. Yeah, it, that's disrespect. The man was—he was nominated for an Oscar for this. What, so every every Oscar nomination ever is correct. Is that what you're going to tell me? Well, in a film like this, where you—they're not giving it to films like this. If you if you're being nominated for a film like this, you've, you've earned it. This is a. This is a gritty, dramatic, thrilling, exhilarating ride. This film is And that's usually not what Oscars go to. This is unbelievable. There was no way. This was too big to fail. <laughs> there was no way he was going to get a nom. But he just, he, you can replace Ethan Hawke with almost anyone. Well, I, I, I still disagree with that. No, that's fine. You're welcome to. But I don't, I, I do, yeah, I just, I like the character more than I like him in this film. Nitpick for Die Hard. Um, the ending being rushed is still it for me. You've got a two-hour-plus film and you rush the ending. We've been here this long. You may as well give us a better ending. Yeah, I, was, uh, yeah, I agree. The FBI agent's still saying, uh, does the name Gruber mean anything to you? <laughs> what is your job? What is your job in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, the, that's actually listed as my nitpick that it takes them this long to figure it out. They do it's no so research. Irritating. Yeah, they do no research. And like, they paint the FBI as like, oh, like they're great. And John McLean's, John McLean, sorry, is just a pisshead, basically, washed up. Like, the first time liability. I saw it, I thought they were being like sarcastic. Like, does mm. the name mean anything yeah. to you? Do you remember that? Do you remember that fucking supervillain or the international villain that you you threw off a you threw off forty forty <laughs> stories in uh, L.A. Well, yeah. literally the remember? entire thing's broadcast on the news mm. during the film. Yeah. So do you remember that thing that made national news and that guy died after trying to trying to rob the Nakatomi Plaza? And, and then you were there. Oh, it's Die Hard Two. The whole of Die Hard Two for the start of the film. He's going through the airport and everyone's going, "Oh my God, that's John McClane." Mm. Yeah. <laughs> So there we go. <laughs> They're awful, awful agents. <laughs> um, any from you, Jack? No, pretty much covered them. Those are all covered for me. All right. Last scene standing. So once again, uh, Maximus and his Are You Not Entertained speech is currently atop the throne. I mean, we've probably got the toughest opposition yet here. Um, that is Denzel's speech at the end of training day. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Um, Sean's not here to cast a vote, so uh, he doesn't get to say this time. Me personally, that that takes the cake here. That takes over from uh, Maximus. Uh, what do you think, Jack? Oh, it's, it's tough. I still. I mean, we got two. We need a two-one split either way. So I still think it's Gladiator because I think that this is his dying words. As great a scene as it is, this is just 
the start for Maximus as a gladiator. Keenan, what are you thinking? Give me training day all day. This, if, if you offer, if you offer me a, a final speech, I'm, I'm taking this. I want these as my last words over Maximus. <laughs> oh, you motherfuckers! That's what <laughs> I want. Oh, I was texting Keenan hyped up while I was watching this scene again earlier on my lunch break. I'm the police. <laughs> you just live here. I run shit here. <laughs> it's probably one of the one of the best lines, one of my favourite lines from oh, any film. One ever. year, one year, they need to uh, take the NBA finals to Pelican Bay. <laughs> Twenty-three hour lockdown. There's so exactly. much of that speech that we can't repeat. But the bits that we can are, are yeah, very I mean, good. He's got, he, he, he's got um, one of the guys there's pulling a gun on him and he's still just not flustered at all. He's still going, hey, you walk away. You walk away, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Unreal. So, the visuals as well, man. The speech is, then, the speech is, is good enough, but the, the visual where he gets shot and he's led against the car, clapping, gone, <laughs> and he puts the yeah. flag in his mouth. Like, He's bleeding because he's been shot in the ass and he's definitely about to die. But yeah, he still looks like one of the coolest men on the planet. Well, even with with the speech, um, he does perfectly encapsulate. And I don't know if this is patronising to Denzel to to say that it's believable here, but the veins are popping in his neck. He's got yeah. spit flying everywhere. He is fully. Oh, you get Denzel. a sense of the character in that little bit and there's a clip where if you look at it and they've got him on NBA tonight um, if there's any if any of your NBA fans in he's talking to Shaq and Kenny and all that talking about basketball and Shaq says to him come on give it give us the Alonzo and he kind of says like can I swear on here and they tell him no but he gives it the you'll be playing basketball in Pelican Bay and he's giving it the whole thing again unbelievable so that's that's a tough one to beat um, atop the throne and for me I mean that could be the matchup of the last scene standing in uh, Maximus versus Alonso mm-hmm. um, just before we get to result um, can hear Keenan's uh, nerves jangling from here a line from the film that works as a Tinder bio um Alonso does have a fair a fair few here. Entertain me with your bullshit, tell me a story right now. Put the pressure on. All boys, if you ever need a son, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know you were asking what. Remember that fool in the wheelchair. Go <laughs> for white chicks. That's Gotta so get your cherry pop sometime. <laughs> I, uh, that's one genu- for Sean yeah gen- genuinely like the oh, the other part of it being that shootout at Alonso like, that would be my second pick I would take that over I'd probably take that over Maxwell as well by the way <laughs> you know I'm surgical with this motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> would also you know be. you're the first woman since Holly to see me do this <laughs> My number is five five five. Call me in thirty seconds or die. So I'm not to end on. 
My, uh, oh, I don't seem to have my notes have gone for quotes at I three. I don't have one. Well, damn shame. Mm. The ladies out there will be disappointed. I doubt it. But I can now exclusively reveal the results to you. 6-4 is the score. And it has gone the way of Denzel and training day through to the next round with a narrow, the narrowest of victories. Yeah, I'll really. Take, I'll take you through how things went. Complete tie for what did you watch and rewatchability. So best quote went to training day. So if it had come down to the tiebreaker, it would have gone to training day after the first two tiebreakers were tied. Um, best moment slash scene. Just quickly, sorry to, to interrupt you. Yeah. Presumably, Jack, does that mean you actually prefer Die R3 to training day? Uh, surely Byron's not going to get Yeah, there. no, I, I think yeah, I did. Sean. It, it, was, it was tough, but I did. I presume Byron said Byron more rewatchable is... as well. Yeah, this is, this is, wow. <laughs> wow so when I tell you one of Sean's answers in the next bracket, then I, I, we should genuinely never let him judge again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, when we get there, I'll tell you. Um, best quote and best moment slash scene, as I said, went to training day. It was then a tie for MVP and for most menacing villain. Uh, best side character went straight unanimously to die with a vengeance. Uh, action, action per minute was a tie. Kill count went to die hard. Most creative use of weaponry went to die hard. Um, soundtrack, originality, impact and ending went to training day. Chemistry went unanimously to Die Hard, and that was that was the wrap. So Die Hard, uh, not Die. So Training Day goes through to the next round to face the winner of Terminator Two and Laura Abiding Citizen, which we will get to next. You settled down, Keenan? Yeah, it was never in doubt, really, was it? The more you think about it. But after the after what we've had this evening, I wasn't sure. But. Really, when how, you stop and how are the like, nerves no comparing to uh, the Wedding Crashes run? Oh, the Wedding Crashes one. That was such a Cinderella story. I'll never be recreated. Final four. Mm. So, we'll soon see. But as I said last time, still one more episode to go. So uh, check your feed now and uh, see us there. <laughs>